go But when the tide comes in You go in the Musicians and podcasters Todd and Sean McGinnity answer 100 questions in five minutes to win the Manitoba Money Shot. Also, check, please. On this week's episode called Todd McGinnity and Sean McGinnity Shoots on Sean Geek and Fast Fred. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. But not forgotten. Hi, Ronald George Moore. This is the Mantle Money Shot Podcast. Got a lot to cover here, so I'm just going to spit it on out. Welcome to the show. Today's guests are fantastic, amazing people, podcasters, musicians, Sean McGinnity, Todd McGinnity of the Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Go subscribe to their podcast. They're awesome. Especially if you like geek culture and music and all wrapped up within an hour. Fun, fun talk today with them. Blah. And uh, beginning uh, was uh, a band of theirs called Just Jammin'. They've been in a few bands in and out. I try to cover it all here. And that track was called Flow. And then I thought it might be appropriate for the opening bit to kind of give you the extended version of the opening theme, the original song, Check Please by Hogwash. Let's start her up. Okay, go to seanmcginnity.ca. S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y dot C-A. You can find links to the show, episodes, social medias. Bye. Love you. We're rolling. Satan? <laughs> Sean McGinnity. Sean <laughs> McGinnity. Hello. 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 How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Yep. The Sean Geek Podcast, which is now the Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Previously called On the Road. On the Road, yes. On the Road, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's been a while. That's been since, well, since COVID. Yeah, since COVID. Yeah. We used to call it On the Road because I would uh, call in from the road on my way home from work. And Todd, I would call into Todd's studio. And that's how we did the uh, the first God million episodes. Oh, wild. Yeah, because they started working from home. Yeah, because we started with a couple of different programs. I think we started off with, uh, what was that first one? 
that program that we were using that was kind of choppy. Or well, you, you were using Skype or whatever it was. Skype, yeah, that's what we started with. Skype. You're Skyping in. You're a musician. You have an in-house studio. Uh, yeah. Lots of experience on the guitar. Can we say that? Oh yes, lots of experience. Yeah, since Look I was that guitar I, on the wall there that he made. I've uh, yeah. Oh, I've, for the I've, listeners, it's like an Eddie Van Halen replica. Frankenstrat. Yeah, Frankenstrat. Frankenstrat. You made that's, that. Uh, wild. When did you start playing guitar? Well, I've got a picture when I was six months old sitting on my grandmother's couch with a guitar. I, I don't know if I was actually playing, but that was the first time I actually picked one up. But uh, as I grew older, my first guitar was an, actually it was uh, an acoustic. Uh, and it had one of those, it had the strings, you know, you buy those cheap guitars and, and the strings are like uh, an inch and a half away from the fretboard. So you yeah. really have to press hard. And that's usually what happens when someone wants to try and learn to play. If you give them an instrument that's too hard to play, they'll give up way before, uh, you know, they get, you know, any good at it. But, just from the uh, pain of the fingertips. Well, just, um, yeah, I mean, that and, and having to struggle with, with the neck and the strings. So, right. Um, yeah, but it didn't deter me much because I, I just, my whole family is musical. So, right. uh, I mean, dad played bass, my uncle played bass, uh, my other uncle played keyboards, other uncle, we call him Johnny Cash, uh, <laughs> Uncle Ron, because he'd, he'd show up, you know, at a kitchen party. Well, that's what we had back home. They call them kitchen parties out east. So we'd right. all get together with the family. A big, bring out a, guitar. a big hootenanny every weekend type of thing? Is that the, the case? Uh, uh, it, was, it was quite frequent growing up. Yeah, well, let's talk about let's talk about you growing up because that's what I like to do with the show. I like to take it right back to the beginning. Uh, I uh, I know you guys are from Moncton, correct? Were you born in Moncton? Shit, well, born in Moncton, but raised in Chidiac, I guess. In, in where? <laughs> like we we birthed in the Moncton Hospital. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good start, right? That's, yeah, that's uh, that was the hospital. New, yeah, New Brunswick, yeah. the Maritimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then we just moved to this little little town, or well, no, we. You lived in Moncton first, right, Todd? Yeah, you lived in Moncton. Who popped well, out first, Todd? Right? Me. Yeah. Todd, were you living in uh, Moncton when Sean was born? Like, was your family in Moncton still, or have they moved on by then? I, you know what? I was so young, I can't remember, but I believe that we were in Shidiac when <laughs> Sean was born. <laughs> I, I've heard it a few times, Shidiac. Yeah. Shitty yak. Sounds like yeah. shitty yak. Well, it's actually S H E D I A K or I A C. What city or town would you compare shitty yak to? I was just wondering if it might be like Portage or something. Okay. Maybe. Population 6,664. Currently? Wow. Yeah. Why shitty yak? Wasn't that big before? No. It was a lot smaller than that. What kind, what kind of things do you do in the Maritimes, New Brunswick, in Shidiac? Uh, we, we did some fishing. I don't know about Sean was, well, I was pretty young at the time, so Sean was, was a little younger, so I'm not too sure. We used to go to the wharf uh, fishing. We'd go on the boats, and then you'd see, like, the old carcasses of, of fish and stuff on there. Gross. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't really catch a whole lot of fish, mind you. I mean, this, uh, I don't know if we even had the right bait or not, but we were pretty young. We were just like, here, just throw this in the water and keep you occupied for a while, maybe. Yeah. But, right. uh, you know, we, we'd go out into the the treehouse that we had built and I had put in, uh, we had put in like a pulley so you could sit on the swing thing and pulley from one tree to another. Oh, and, wicked. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Who, who built uh, that? Did you build that? You built that? Yeah. Here? Yeah, we kind of built that, my cousin and I. Uh, but the rope kind of wore out. And then uh, one time he was going across. And of course, the, the pulley is this great big red bell unit, right? Yeah. So he's going across and all of a sudden the rope breaks. He goes down. Uh, I'm not too sure where the pulley hit, but I, I, I don't think he was too comfortable. <laughs> no? Do you remember that, Sean? <laughs> well, that was Mike that got hit. Or was that yeah. me? No, that was Mike, actually. Cousin Mike. Uh, yeah, my uh, cousin Mike. And then, uh, okay. cousin, my guess. I wonder if he remembers that shit. That'd be, yeah. And then, uh, we used to tie, uh, I guess we tied Sean upside down, uh, in the treehouse one time. Yeah. <laughs> By one, one foot or one boot. By one foot. <laughs> you know, the way I got out was they were, I don't know whose boots they were, but they were like winter boots, right? Yeah. But they were made to look like cowboy boots so I could be a cowboy. But they weren't mine. So <laughs> they were much bigger than my feet. So I was able to wriggle my feet out. 
and then fall out of the tree. Yeah, on your head. You were upside down? In the wintertime, yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. But that's really cool. You had a nice little playhouse to to, to play in and escape and be in your own little world there. Lots of imagination games. Like, it was just, it was country living, right? Where, you know, not there wasn't really any TV to speak of. You know, nothing really to do. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. So we just, you know, we made our own fun. We just, we had a big yard, you know, yep. for to have his his cattle and cows and stuff. Had a barn. Oh. and So you guys are milking cows and feeding chickens and like all the farm activities and duties that would come along with it? No. Dad was more into horses. He had a couple of cows, some cows for a while. Uh, I think he kind of grew attached to them. So he didn't really kind of, you know, after... Uh, they went to uh, ended up in our freezer. I think that was the last <laughs> the last time we did kind of did that. He had but names for them all too, though. He had names for them all, and then he got attached and he didn't want to sell them. Oh yeah. right, okay. I was wondering if he'd like yeah. serve you Betsy that type of thing. Like here you go. Oh, no. Here's the cow you were playing with yesterday. He was a soft. <laughs> he was he wasn't he wasn't built to live on a farm and kill animals. It wasn't his. He just had a whole bunch of pets. They were just you know really <laughs> big pets. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. And were you always close? You know, as we grew up, uh, the the age difference and our, our interests were a little different. So we weren't, you know, we weren't, you know, together as thick as Steve's growing up. We kind of had our separate uh, people that we hung out with and, okay. and things that we did. Right. Uh, but if we went to, you know, grandparents or, or cousins or whatever, we, you know, we'd be there and, and normally uh they would have someone more my age or more his age and we kind of all kind of hang together yeah yeah but as but as we got older and the interests uh were uh were the i guess more so the same i think it was more music that kind of brought us more together with uh with dad uh we've i mean we we started a um a band together uh dad was uh jamming with a friend of ours and then he asked, you know, did do you want to come and jam? And I figured, well, I'm sure. You're talking about the Embers? So the Somewhere Embers there. is the band with your father. Yeah, that was with us. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's yeah. let's come back to that. I still want to, we're still like, we're talking 10 years old here. We're working our way up to the, your adulthood. Okay. <laughs> I want to still stick with this because you're still in uh, New Brunswick. You're 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 in Shittyack. <laughs> That's such a hilarious thing. I know. So well, they call okay. it Shitty Shack, or Shitty, Shitty Camp, Shack. Or whatever. Yeah, Shitty Camp was another place, though. Yeah, they they. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty Camp was another place. So, Todd, you say you <clears throat> discovered guitar rather early. You were like, you know, young, five, six. You you got an interest in in guitar. Yeah. 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 Now, Sean. I know you're into the drums, but was it, did you take the drums in early age like that, or what were you into at five and six? Uh, I was just singing because, you know, we didn't. I did like the drums a lot. I was a big, big fan of Peter Chris. Yeah, Kiss. You know? Yeah, yeah, like big time, right? But I mean, having a guitar and having a drum set is not the same thing. Drums are usually incredibly a lot more expensive. So I mean, there was nothing. I was just beating on. Um, you know the couches and stuff like that. Was that was about it? Do you guys remember consumers distributing? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Remember like the drum kit they had in there for kids? It was like I don't know, maybe seventy five bucks, and it was just like a very small version of a five piece kit or something yeah. like that. I remember that. I used to drool over that thing and wished I had it. Yeah. Well, it didn't last long. Believe me. I think I got the <laughs> bass drum. It was in two weeks. There was a hole in it. It was just like <laughs> it was like paper. Wasn't it like yeah. paper skins? yeah pretty much pretty much were you and todd writing songs or i know maybe no. you were what kind of stuff were you singing your own stuff like just uh, in front of family what i was just singing in front of the i was only freaking singing in front of like the stereo I'd oh put, okay I'd, I'd put on an lp sing along then i'd start you know writing my own lyrics and, and trying to come up with melodies but i didn't understand like musical notation so I, I invented my own musical notation to know where the, you know, if I'm singing what the notes were and stuff like that. So I would, I, I don't know. I think I wrote my first song. when I was like eight or nine years old or something. Well, do you remember the title? Uh, I want to rock. I want to rock. <laughs> do you remember how it goes? I want to rock, not just roll. <laughs> I want to rock. I have soul. I think something like that. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> you got to keep it basic, and you know why not? That sounded good. There is a recording of Sean and I, me playing guitar oh, and yes. Sean singing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very short, but it's but it's when we were definitely younger. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. If, if you have it on digital, send it over. I'll put it right there. Boom. I think that song touch Brunswick throughout all your school years like through junior high high school well I I was there I, I graduated there that's right yeah you did so I, I graduated in 86 mm-hmm. and then uh it was like well what do I do I can't go like if because we were moving we knew we were moving the next year so moving to to, to uh, Winnipeg you're yeah. packing up the horses and you're driving to the prairies yeah so the the <laughs> CN the CN shops in uh, Moncton closed down so it was it was an opportunity to either move here or be totally out of work. So he picked, he picked the move here. So, so you worked for CN and the horse farm? Like it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. CN. My dad had like 10 jobs. Yeah. He was a mailman uh, during the day and then he worked CN in the evenings. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he worked, yeah, he worked night shift. Yeah. So that and was the reason. He also though. had a, he also had a side welding business too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, whatever you know, whatever to put food on the table. Like, our dad worked. And was did the move kind of shock you guys? Like, all of a sudden you're you're picking up and you're going to another freaking in the middle of the country. Like, oh yeah, it was it was a little bit of a I call it culture shock, but it was we out east. It's uh, it's it's kind of damp all the time because you're you're on the coast. Yeah. Uh, when we. We came here because I guess Winnipeg is used to be a bottom of a lake back in, you know, millions of years ago. Billions of years ago. Yeah. Uh, it had a remember that RGM. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> no. I mean, it, yes. It, yeah. It, it had a distinct smell outside, and I I can't really pinpoint what it is. Oh it yeah, that smell. It we wasn't a, a fresh um woodsy smell <laughs> that we were used to <laughs> no. so so there was there was that plus um here the the heat stayed at night where yeah. there it, it got really cold at night here the heat because it was so dry out here right. that uh, you could just go outside you know not wear a jacket or anything right so the weather alone i mean the first couple of days we were here uh, i think we went to and this was a surprise it was almost like a flash flood sean and i went with ted a uh, friend of ours that his his dad had moved here because he was also uh, from Moncton, and we kind of hung out uh, for the first while uh, after we had moved, and we went for a drive, and then we had a torrential downpour, and he actually had to pull over, and then when he opened up the door and put his foot down, there was you know there was a good six inches of water on the on the uh, in the street, so that was it was like wow, where did that come from? It was just like out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like it was it, yeah it was uh, like. It was such a shock. It's like, what, like, where the hell did we move? Like, what is this fucking place? Like, it was so, so weird. Yeah, not really knowing anybody. I guess you did have somebody, but like, you know, being like kind of plopped down the middle of, <laughs> of just, well, thankfully, all there was surroundings. Like, that's crazy. There was like 150 families or something or something. I don't know, something like that that moved here. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I, so we had our, um, our maritime community here that we hung around with. What school did you go to? I went to Glenlawn. You went to Glenlawn, okay. Yeah, I was supposed to go to Dakota, but there was some weird thing with zoning or something. Yeah, there's always some. Even though I was I was close because I we we moved to Saint Vital. Mm -hmm. It was either Saint Vital or Transcona we were going to move to. Dad checked the crime rates. I think is what he said or something. (laughs) And he's like, "Hmm, crime rates are a little bit less than Saint Vital, so we moved to Saint Vital. Okay. And And then then, uh, Glenlawn. So Glenlawn was uh, was good. You liked it. You enjoyed it. You liked being there. Uh, I hated Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> I did. did. I hated everything about it. I hated the school. Well, they I hated it right teachers. In. Yeah. I, um, I, I was uh, I was an A student back home, and then when I moved here, I just didn't give a shit anymore. 
So I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't apply myself. I didn't care. The, the saving grace was they have comic book shops in Winnipeg. That was the saving grace. And when you, which one were you going to in Winnipeg? What was the big one? That you uh, comic cave right on uh, across the street from the school. But that wasn't the first place. It was book fair on Portage. And then comic cave opened after I graduated high school. Right. Book and fair. That was yeah. huge. Oh yeah. And that was like, it was like uh, the whole world opened up to me. And I, to be honest, I just wanted a job, <laughs> you know, so I could just buy comics. Right. Oh, I thought you meant in working in a bookstore, working in a comic book store. You wanted a job. Oh, that, that's still my dream. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You can me? do it, man. You can do it. <laughs> Quit my job tomorrow. Go work in a comic book shop for $5 an hour. <laughs> so that's what, that was my thing too. I'd go downtown. I'd hit up book fair and comic world just to get as, you know, as many comic books as I can, some mad magazines and read them on the bus yeah. on the way home. Yep. When did you discover video games? I, I'm going over all the geek, geekdom. Yeah. Although I know you use the term geek well, when it's Sean geek, and you're geeking out on things you love, not necessarily the things that are typical that geeks yeah. would love. Do you remember when the song came out, uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star"? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, and this is the first time I, I, I saw a video game. It was Pong, of course. That was probably the very first one. Yeah. And this was at uh, Mike LeBlanc's up the street. Mike's Mike's nickname was Mike up the road. Mike up the road. So we went, <laughs> and there's Janine, Ed, Edgar, Mike, and uh, Nicole. They were all they all lived up up the street. So I remember they were building a house, and when you looked through the basement, the the wall of the basement, and then there was a big door. And you know the the mask that scream mask with the yeah. elongated face. Oh yeah. I remember that being painted on there. And when this house was done. When we were in the basement, I remember the song playing, Video Killer Radio Star. Yeah. And they had one of those square Radio Shack strobe lights. Oh, nice. Oh, a little this dial. was at Mike's? Yeah, with the dial. And then it would it would strobe at different, you know, and you put that in front of your face and it looked like it was slow motion type Totally. Thing. Very cool. Yeah. And also in the basement, I remember they had the Pong game. And it was the very first time I had seen that. And I thought that was pretty cool. What was, what was your first home console? Uh, ColecoVision. Nice. <laughs> ColecoVision. I don't know why. How did we end up with that? Like, that was not the cheaper. Well, brand. see, our cousins, or, or. our cousins, like, it was first introduced by, like, uh, was it the Atari game, right? Space yeah. Invaders. Used to go to my, my uh, cousin Troy's. Used to go there. As soon as I walked in the door, poof, right to the basement, you wouldn't Hell see yeah. me all day. Yep. I'd play that. It was awesome. That was you were good too. You had a natural aptitude too. And then our cousin Mike, they they got an Atari also. We played some of that stuff. And then uh, I think Commodore sixty four was out where they had the tape thing. You know, you put the tape in and you'd have <laughs> oh, to yeah. load a game and stuff. Yeah. And uh, in television, a friend of mine had, which was kind of blocky ish, but the ColecoVision, and it's weird because we. Wanted to get one. Uh, Dad got it for us for Christmas, but he couldn't wait. From consumers. It. I'm pretty sure he got it for consum consumers distributing. I don't know if it's consumers. Or did I'm he thinking, get a deal through work or something? I'm I'm picturing a place that almost like in the movies when they show Rocky and you're out by the docks and stuff, and then there's like this little strip mall. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's what I'm thinking. It was a month or so. One of the guys down at the docks. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't hot. I'll give you some lobster and then I will give you the Calico vision. <laughs> we'll give you a Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> yeah. So we had, uh, yeah, we had a couple of games of that. And we actually had the, uh, it was a controller to play baseball. It was and like, it, a, it was like a saber hilt. Hmm. Right, like and it had buttons it has, on like, it with uh, dials and, and stuff yeah. on it, and it had a, an actual joystick on it. And oh, that's cool! In the yeah. in the hand, yeah, they had that thing. He was we we're playing it before Christmas. He couldn't wait. He wanted to play it. He wanted to see what it did. Even Who, after your father, Christmas. your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! And even when uh, it, we did have it at Christmas time, I think mom and dad played it the most. They were playing Donkey Kong, and of course, oh, mom no, was. Oh yeah, that was the original Donkey Kong, like pre Nintendo Donkey Kong, right? Yeah. So so and Mum tended to lift her leg and kick, 
when she was trying to move or, or jump. Every time she jumps, you go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so it was kind of fun watching them, but it was like, yeah, I thought this video game console was for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. when I was at school, my mom was playing Asteroids on my Atari because she would boast about how she got her name in the high score. And I'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, when we got that thing, man, I was like, I, I lost my shit because I, I remember hearing over and over and over again, we don't have any money. And it was sort of like, if you had an Atari, you were rich. That was like, mm. that was kind of how I felt. And then when we got a ColecoVision, I, I, I lost my shit. Like, how did I, like dad just grilled into us like how little money we had yeah and he somehow made that work i'm like oh like i was just thinking like did you have to sacrifice like do we have some missing uncles that you had to sacrifice or, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he put it together but i was like do by the dock so you guys <laughs> you guys felt like growing up that you were poor oh god yeah yeah oh yeah you did with you did with what you had right so if you had a project you wanted to do you got lumber, you know, go over there, yeah. take all the nails out, don't walk on them. So you get to get a tape in the shot uh, and build whatever you want. What are you doing, Todd? What, what are you doing around the city? Uh, in Winnipeg? Yeah. When you first moved here. Uh, when I first moved here, I got a job at Boeing Aerospace. Yep. Uh, I was making seven, $7.50 an hour. Yeah. Of course, this was back in 87. How long did you stay there? uh since about 90 till about 92 okay uh and then from there I, I i started working for um the the hospital that i'm that i'm at now so yeah it's oh, cool. uh yeah so i've i've been like at the hospital now i've been here almost like 29 years shot out of high school what were you interested in now are you did you go to university did you what did you fall into uh, more comic books oh god name? no well high school was hard but eventually i did grad i did graduate on time somehow barely <laughs> right. and then uh, and then dad got another job in another province in quebec and so then you know, like he got the job before I finished school, but I stuck around here for like a whole school year. Yeah. Lived with my cousin's family who had also moved here and lived with them. And as soon as I graduated, literally like two days after graduation, I hopped on a train and moved to Montreal. To oh, wow. How long were you in Montreal? Uh, a year and a half, I think. And then you decided to just to come back or did your family stay there? How did that? Oh, dad got another promotion back here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still a kid, so like you know, I was, I moved there when I was 17, and I moved back here when I was 20. Mm -hmm. I guess. Let's skip to the part where you were saying before how uh, your dad asked you to jam. Have you guys never thought of jamming before, or like playing in a band, writing songs? Uh, I was, I mean, myself, I'm pretty shy. I, I'm more of, I'm, I'm kind of the player, and especially when we're at the, with the Embers. Yeah, you know, I would, yeah. I'd, I'd be more like, you know what? Just I'll I'll just be behind this curtain playing. I, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good with you know crowds, uh, you know, all eyes on you type thing. It's uh, wasn't very. So that's what you know, it was. It was called uh, uh, the Embers. Classic Embers. Classic Embers, and that was made up of of you, Sean, you, Todd, and your father. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Dick uh, Brasher and uh, Bane Robertson. Five years, right, Todd? It was it was a five year thing. Yeah, it sounds about right. Five years. Five yeah, we years. played uh, played some Doobie Brothers, played some Eagles. We played. Uh, uh, I mean, we had some Poison in there. We we did, there was a kind of a mishmash of of, of different things. Nothing right. too hard. They're all older guys, right? Like at the time, they're all in their what late forties, early fifties, I guess. Right, uh, right. That time, and we're in the thirties or late twenties, so yeah, it wasn't. There was yeah, a bit I of was, a. I was the kid, and everyone else was like, you know. Some people were, we had one guy in the band for like five minutes, Dave. He was like, he, he was already retired, I think, or something. I can't yeah. remember. But anyway, but that, to me, that was the thing that like sparked like, oh, look what Todd and I can do together. Did you have any other oh. project before Dome with the two of you? Music? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, just, just jamming. With, That's the uh, name of your band, Just Jamming? Yep. Yeah. With, uh, it was with Ray. Three piece. With Ray. Yeah. No, actually, Dad was with us in, yeah. the, in that band also. Was it wasn't well, covers, right? 
Oh, these are all covers. Oh, it's, uh, it's another cover band. band. Almost, almost all covers. Almost, yeah. We we wrote a couple songs that we did. Okay. And then occasionally there was that. Um, I can't remember what it's called. We we just jammed for like seven minutes. We just kind of wrote a song in seven minutes. We just. Yeah, we, it's like the what they call it, twelve bar blues or whatever. They just yeah. you know just you just jam. Yeah. And then, yeah. One you know. person would would do that, and then I would come in with the drums, and then. Todd was, you know, had a, a sizzling guitar over top, and then Ray's jumping in on the keys, and then next thing you know, like seven minutes later, I was like, well, that could have been, that's like, that could have been a song. Right. Then, but Todd and I brought in two songs that we wrote. Like Todd and I would jam kind of on the side. Aha! That's what I wanted to get at. So, so Todd and I were jamming. We eventually on the found side. each other and started working together songwriting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, we, we, we did a little bit like back in the the old house with the acoustic guitar and your that four track we borrowed. <laughs> I remember I, that. Yeah. I don't know where you get that four track from. Oh, that was the Sitches. Oh, the Sitches. Todd was in the band with the, the the two Sitch brothers. Yeah, we used to play Rush and. Is, and, is that in Moncton? No, that was here. Oh, okay. So when I first moved here, I worked at Boeing. And then one of the guys from Boeing was actually a singer. So he knew a couple of guys, a drummer and a bass player. So we got together and, and we jammed. And I was in a band before too. Like Todd had bands in high school. Yeah. Overload and Mitoma. Overload and Mitoma. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I had a band when I moved back here from Montreal, I hooked up with this guy, Dan, and we had a band called Salty Bear. Spaced out from the drugs thing Just a duo. Just a duo. Yeah. We, we, Todd would j- jump in every once in a while and, you know, mm-hmm. contribute. We, that was like, bring the bass over and just do yeah, something. Bring, yeah. Just, just jump in. But Dan and I wrote, we wrote, we actually added it up and we, we wrote a hundred songs together. Oh my God. Dan so you guys I. were together a while. Yeah. We, yeah. Him and I were because Todd was like, Todd was like on this level. Like he was, and I felt I needed to get my chops up. Right. So when I was in Montreal, I actually wrote three albums of material. Oh wow! And then just by myself, and it was it was crap. I, I would send songs to Todd just to get Todd's, you know, do you like it or not? Official stamp. That's crap. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, he never said anything, which was incredibly kind. Right. Because <laughs> he could have said his real opinion, which you know, I know that stuff wasn't very good, but. But I felt like I needed to get to Todd's level. So I spent a big period just, okay, I, I, I wrote three albums by myself in Montreal. And then I moved to Winnipeg and I found somebody to play guitar, with, like who could play guitar. And then yeah. I was songwriting with him and trying to get my chops up and get my drumming up. There was one other thing, like I, I auditioned for a, um, a sci, or I don't know what to call it, a techno band. It was like Vav Jungle. It was called Cyber Love. I, I think at the time, like I was trying to find myself and trying to get better at it so I could eventually play with Todd. And I think Todd at the time was probably just like, oh, my like, what, what? the fuck is, what's he doing now? Like, what the fuck? Cyber love? Like, really? So it's drastically different that? from what you've been doing up until that. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. I was just doing crazy whatever i think that lasted four weeks but we were we were able to uh, write two songs together and record them right okay all right so you got all these various multiple projects but it seems like the big one was uh is this all leading up to dome is there anything before just jam and i think just jam was a big deal eh, todd like yeah that was pretty the only thing we didn't do was play out it was just kind of guys to have an excuse to get together once a week and just just jam the dad dad loved it like that that I think that's when dad was really happy playing. Yeah. I think playing, I think playing with both of us, it was, he was, yeah. Absolutely. And he always wanted mom to be the singer for that band. And mom's big comeback. Trying, trying to find songs. What, what song would mom play? Well, uh, why don't we learn this one? 
Well, Todd, well, you and I, when we jammed in our basement, we wrote those, we wrote three songs. Well, we actually wrote four. Um, but we, we brought two of them to the band. And purposely, when I was writing them, like when I wrote the melody, I'm like, that's mom. That's a mom range. That's mom's, you know, her tenor. Like, the yeah. whole, like that would be, and that's what I would, had hoped it would be. Right. It seems to me that I went and listened to one of your first podcasts on Sean Geek podcast. If you go to seanmcginnity.ca, you have access to every episode you've ever done, as far as I know. Except for the first five. Is that why episode one says number six? Yeah, they're lost lost in the ether. Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. But listening to them, it seems this is also around the period that Dome is beginning. Or you just re- you just recorded uh, uh, "Be Famous." Don't spread misinformation. I never lost my way. We all know the stage you're finding. Ever since the trying to remember now because there was an original lineup's dome it was me and alex and and uh two other guys mm-hmm. and no be famous is when todd was in the band that's for sure yeah yeah we wrote uh yeah i mean that was probably the most creative writing we've done in in a band and that's a four piece just just the yeah just the dynamics and the chemistry was different than anything else i've experienced yeah. Uh, we just kind of sat down and things just kind of flowed. Yeah. Which was kind of odd. And it was like, you know what? This this, this ain't half bad. This is pretty good. No, it's I- pretty good. Absolutely. It's heavy. It's hard rock. Yeah. Sean, to me, you sound you sound like James Hatfield. Is that the guy from Metallica? That's what that's what uh, Oli wanted me to sound like, yeah. Oh, really? That's what you're <laughs> going for? Well, I, that's not how I sing. I learned how to sing for... Because the the sound was aggressive, we needed like we needed to sound a particular way. Mm-hmm. The drummer we had before didn't really like it didn't mesh with the sound. So when we got Oli in the band, like the drums sounded better, like it it fit what Alex yeah. was writing on guitar. And then when Todd came in, because Todd was the last one to join, yeah. Because I'm like, well, can we bring Todd in? So Todd actually had to audition. And then uh, when Todd was in, well, fuck, like they didn't even say Todd was in; they, they just assumed he was in. Was, yeah, it was really weird. It's like so. I'm like, I remember emailing Alex after going so because I said I, you know, I'm not allowed to vote because obviously I'd vote yes. You're biased. Yeah, biased, right? And uh, they said, well, of course he's in. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he was so polished. Like Todd was so polished. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, well, I uh, my classic, I had classic roots, classic, classic roots, yes, classic, classic rock. rock roots, <laughs> right? Uh, and and I brought that type of playing with the bass, with his guitar playing and the drumming. So this comes, it's kind of a, like a mixture of flavors. Yeah, yeah, but it also like it, it, it all comes together really well. It all mixes really well. You know, I like it. I like how fast it is. Well, for, it seems like it's like four time and then it goes eight time <laughs> yeah. it kind of speeds yeah, yeah. up and yeah. it really gets the adrenaline going listening back to it it was weird though like the, i'd never been in a situation like this before because when i was writing with dan it was just dan and i or if i was writing with todd because todd and i would write songs here and there and it was just me and todd but it was never like four people like that th- that's what was odd yeah because alex would bring the guitar riff in and then we would jam it out and work it out and you know we'd literally work massage the song together it would just be a, a riff i think and that's would, that's a good analogy massaged it together because yeah. i think i think that's was like we had a bunch of say you had a bunch of blocks 
and you throw them in one of those what are those uh, uh, things they make keychains? They take the rock rock tumblers and they polish them up and stuff. Yeah. It's almost like you just throw a bunch of rocks in there and just let this tumbler go, and then they all kind of get polished up, and then it just melt together. So oh, massage. Like we pounded, like we pounded every song to death. Right. Not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and just is- just keep pounding it until it, you know, it it became what you know each song became what it was. Did you end up playing live or out because of Alex? Oh, no. I think you said he didn't want to, so you never did. We did well, an open mic at the um, the merch. Yeah, in Selkirk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anybody oh, could go in, bring your instruments on stage, and just play. Yeah. So yeah, we're like, okay. yeah. So we're like, well, no, no, no. There was a lot more, but uh, like, I think when Alex was on, like, he was nervous. Like, you know, I mean, we all we all were nervous, but it's like it's open mic. There's no expectations. No one's here to see us. Yeah. It's there, it's just pretend we're in the basement and we played. And then I think once Alex just like tasted that, the stage, like, oh, he was he was hooked. Yeah. But he was like Todd, Todd, you gotta admit, when you look over the stage at Alex and it's like he was fucking born to play on stage. Oh he yeah, he just he had that look and he was he was just giving it. And yeah, he just yeah, he didn't look nervous at all. Like he said he was oh. nervous, but I mean he, he didn't looked, he didn't look at it at all. He was the was, coolest yeah. of the four of us for sure. So after that yeah. jump in so the line, yeah, we, so we played there for three yeah. like we, we played what three songs? And they let uh, us play another one. Yeah, they let us play a couple more. So, and then we played there again because Alex wanted to go again, I think. Yeah, I got to relive that. Got to get booked in. Then we just started booking shows. That's great. A lot of shows. And you did that for how long did the band last? Well, we played uh, a couple of years. It's on the Manitoba music site here. Uh, Dome City release, March 9th, 8 p.m. at the Windsor. Oh, that was, yeah, that was the very last show we did. It was the very last show. That was the last show. That was the last show. Yeah, Yeah. we had... um, uh, what the fuck are they called? Dizzy Mystics, Attilan, or Adelan, and Quote the Sun. And we were the headliner, but because that was our show. Did you go out with a bang? Was it a hell of a show? I think it was a great show. Yeah, we're pretty tired. I think we only started, we only got on stage about one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's like, half half the place is like, okay, we're going to bed. They <laughs> even have, you know, so it we was played, like, we played a lot of, we played a lot of, like, we played the Goodwill Social Club. We played the Garrick Hotel, the Handsome Daughter. Our CD release party, that was our last show. Yeah. I'm just curious why the band broke up. Like, it's just people didn't get along? Uh, what's, yeah, what's your perspective, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I, have an, I have an opinion. And... It, it ended abruptly um, after the show. Um, I guess it just wasn't to one of the band members' likings. Yeah. And just kind of just gave up on it. And, uh, but, but this, I mean, it wasn't the first band that, that this person kind of, you know, left abruptly. So it, it wasn't a total, total surprise, but it, I, it's too, it's too bad because it, we were, we were doing, we were doing pretty well. So, yeah, I was in a band where I the thought. guitarist quit in the middle of, of our show. <laughs> he like walked off stage yeah. and he went to the back of the room and watched the set without him. And that was, he was done. <laughs> oh, like, wow. so yeah, some people are just, you know, they just uh, got to make a statement. Those artsy people, some of them are just, you know. <laughs> well, I, I personally, my, my my opinion, so it happened the following morning, like at 9 a.m. or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. We, got a, we got a text message and then um, I had a I had a conversation, a personal one-on-one conversation with him. And um, he, he just criticized the hell out of me and told me I was I wasn't good at my job. I was really horrible and he couldn't stand to play with me anymore. Well there you go. <laughs> Them's quitting words. Yeah. yeah so and then um and then uh Alex was like okay well you know I did everything I wanted to do. I wanted to do an album. I wanted to do a music video which we yep. did had a music professional music video shot. Oh yeah. And, uh we get to play we get to do you know all within like within like three years or whatever the hell it was so i mean we did really good he's like okay i did everything i wanted to do i'm good now what are your what are your favorite songs from dome because i i I, my one of mine is a it's a pinprick oh yeah that's awesome i love pinprick
it doesn't follow song a uh, proper song structure mm. and that was deliberate when when we recorded the songs and mixed them down i i i probably listened to all the songs more times than i can count <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as for a favorite um they're all they're all pretty equal they all have their own little nuance so i i, I there's not one that really stands out a whole lot mind you i haven't listened to it in ages so but i mean there's other stuff too like like i i try to put everything up on the soundcloud page but there's other like there's not to like i don't want to diminish like todd played bass in that band he, and he played bass like a guitar that you know some bands as soon as the guitar solo would happen or something like the song would sound really thin because now there's no rhythm guitar playing unless it's been doubled yeah but with todd todd like held everything up no the production he wasn't playing like well that's todd that's all todd yeah played it with a pick a bass with a pick i play bass with a pick god forbid someone who doesn't play bass with a pick sees you playing with a pick <laughs> you're not a real bass player yeah. i'm not i'm a guitar player but i'm playing yeah. bass <laughs> and i like I'm it pick. Uh, now I'm with a band with the, the guys from work. There's a couple of guys that, that, that get together. They're they're all same age. They're all uh, those couple of guys are one's retired, one's close to retirement. Oh yeah. And uh, another guy's one of the younger. And I'm playing bass in that band too because they've got two guitar players. So oh, shit. So I'm. I mean, since uh, Dome, I've just been playing bass with uh, with bands. And, then, and, I'm, an and I'm fine name, with that. Do you have an official name for this band? Uh, the guys from work. The guys from work. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all Never. from work. Yeah. yeah. Let's change gears here and talk about podcasting for a second, because as I said, you're a oh, long-standing yeah, podcast, and it was just you uh, talking on the phone to Todd, who's recording it in the studio. Yeah. Well, it was just... originally it was originally me in my car talking to myself because I worked two a.m. to ten a.m. That was yeah. the shift I work, and I I just did that for a while. And then when I got rid of that garbage job, then all of a sudden I was like, I wanted to keep doing it. I wanted to do it with Todd. And I always wanted to do something with Todd because I couldn't play music because of my job. And I had two kids, Yeah, you know, and I just couldn't. And I wanted to keep a foot in music and keep a foot in with, with my brother because I wasn't seeing Todd a lot. So Right. It was a great way to just, you know, yeah, schedule to hang out and talk. Yeah. And so it, was, work together. it forced us to be brothers so you know. when you when you started doing this, you weren't really listening to podcasts. You didn't know anyone in the community no, if there was I'd, a community. I'd heard no. of uh, I'd heard of Nerdist and Joe Rogan, and that was it. Yeah. So then, Sean, when did you start getting to know the community? How did that start happening? Where you got to know like Sam and uh, like say Thick and Sweaty, or even well, I, re I reached out to to Sam because I think our drummer told us about which police radio he says, we got to get our, we got to get our van on which police radio. Oh yeah. Yes. I remember that. And then he's like, Oh God, scheduling with him. It was like, it was hard, but I mean, you know, like, like who, who the fuck, who the fuck are these guys? They're, they're playing butt rock as Sam calls it. You know, it's, it's not what I'm into. We finally scheduled the date and it was going to be after the album release. And, and then, then the album release the happened. <laughs> <laughs> no more band. Yeah, so I texted Sam. I think literally the next day, or I said, "Hey, uh, the band's not together, but I mean, Todd and I are still willing to do the interview." He said, "No, no, no we'll just, you know, we'll let it pass." So then, I'm like, fuck, like, that fucked <laughs> up. But I was pissed off about it. And then I heard Sam was doing the the podcast festival. So you did you you went to the first one, Todd? I can't remember. Yep. Yeah, I was with him okay. the very first one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so we went there. Yeah, we went there and I, I met Sam and I was like, I was trying to break break into the Sam bubble. You know, <laughs> just, Sam like, bubble. Yeah. You know just, hey, we get a podcast. And at that point, we'd been around, as far as I knew, we were like the second or third oldest podcast in the city at that point. Right. Sam was the oldest. And then Primarily Critical was the other one because they'd been around for forever. Like yeah. John and, uh, John and um, oh my God, I forget anything. John and Steve, their podcast. You know, they've been around for forever. And I'm like, okay, well, we're, you know, we're third in line. Like, I should be on this guy's, like, Todd and I need to be in this guy's radar. Yeah. You know? And that's all it took. Well, no, it, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was, I was, I was offended we weren't invited <laughs> to the first podcast year. And I'm like, who are all these people here? I don't know who any of these people well, are podcasting. So then we just went again the next year. And like, I, I kind of forced, I said, look, like, we need to be there. 
So he, we had a, we had a, a stretch of table. Yeah. We met, we met a, quite a few people there, but that was, that was good. Cause we met, we met Beaver that mm-hmm. year. Yeah. We met, uh, the, the giving up the ghost real debaters. debaters. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. <clears throat> All right, here we go, boys. It's time. The mental money chat podcast where I answer 100. Qu- I answer. <laughs> okay, here we go, boys. <laughs> Take two. It's 100 questions to be answered in five minutes. We have to work together, the three of us. Todd, you're going to answer 50. Sean, you're going to answer 50. Now we're doing it? Okay. Yeah, so that, and it's easy, easy, you know, what's this, this or that, fill in the blank, etc. You just can't say gibberish. It has to be like pretty, a legitimate answer, but I'm not going to like call you on it. Like, uh, you know, you can lie if you want, but 90% of your answers have to be truthful. I don't know why I say that. I never get to, it's never get, <laughs> only two people have won this thing. I never had to do wanna, the 90%. I want to fact check that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you could pass if you want to. I don't recommend it. So Sean's doing 25, then I'm doing 25? No, no. It's going to be one, two, one, two, okay. one, two. Oh, one, two, one, two. Okay. Okay. Sean McGinnity. Todd McGinnity. Tonight, your money shot. Wow. $24.12. <laughs> Rock and roll forever. Fuck hard and die young. Hell, man. Name a Winnipeg movie theater. Cinema City. Name a Winnipeg bar. Uh. <laughs> uh ah, jeez. Bo Winkles. Name a Winnipeg restaurant. Earls. Name a Winnipeg park. Steve Patel. Name a Winnipeg band. Dome. Pick a number between one and ten. Ten. Two. Oh. Broccoli or cauliflower? Broccoli. Bananas or apples? Bananas. Rice or potato? Potato. Favorite salad dressing? Thousand Island. Favorite soup? Uh, onion. Girls just want to have what? Fun. Boys don't what? Fry. Name a Grammy winner. <laughs> uh, uh, Will Smith. Name an Oscar winner. <laughs> Will Smith. Here you go. What would you buy at a Dollarama? Todd? Uh... Chocolate bar. Uh, what, what do you like? In, what do you put in your coffee? Cream. Favorite subject in school? Phys ed. Name a movie you purchased. Dark Knight. Name a member of the band Kiss. Paul Stanley. Name a Star Wars droid. C-3PO. What do you bring to the beach? Towel. Name a John. Doe. Name a Betty. Boop. Name a Chris. Peter. Name a Sarah. Henderson. Name a beastie boy. I rock. What goes in the freezer? By the way, nice. Ice. Name something round. Circles. Do you have a driver's license? Yes. Do you have a fishing license? No. Do you have a hunting license? No. Name a painting. Disraeli. Name a book. Mad Magazine. Name a record album. Beatles. Name a film. Any film. <laughs> Did he do it? Yeah, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Name a breakfast cereal. Uh, Captain Crunch. What do you put in an omelet? Eggs. Uh, name a Marvel superhero. Spider-Man. Name a DC superhero. Superman. What do you put on toast? Butter. Name a sport with a racket. Uh, tennis. How often do you shave? Once a week. Can you play guitar? Yes. Can you play piano? Yes. Can you play a brass instrument? No. Can you play drums? Yes. Can you sing, Todd? Sometimes. Name a black and white movie. Casablanca. Name a 3D movie. Shrek. Name a science fiction film. Star Wars. Name an 80s comedy. Uh, uh, Pretty Pink. Name a baseball movie. Major League. Name something blue. Uh, blueberries. Name something red. Strawberries. Name something green. A green pepper. Name something yellow. Banana. Name something brown. Uh, bad banana. Name something purple. <laughs> Avocado. Name something pink. Uh, shirt. Where would you find a flag? A flagpole. How much money is in your pocket, Todd? Nothing. Name a DJ. Ad Rock. 
Last place you ordered a pizza from? Pizza Hut. What toppings were on your last pizza? Uh, chicken and uh, pineapple. Can you cook? Yes. Can you dance? Oh, yeah. Can you juggle? Yes. Sean, can you whistle? Yes. What would you name a horse? No name. Pie or cake? Pie. Plane or train? Train. Bacon or sausages? Bacon. Favorite fruit? Banana. Favorite vegetable? Green pepper. Uh, name a Manitoba city. Brandon. Name a Manitoba town. Uh, Rustin. Name a Manitoba road. Main street. Name a Manitoba lake. Lake Winnipeg. Last concert attended. Got speed up. Van Halen. Name a Winnipeg jet. Um. Come on. Uh, Howard Jack. Name a blue bomber. Uh, pass. 30, uh, 30 seconds. Name a Winnipeg mayor. Bowman. Name a business on Corden. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Uh, <laughs> uh, hair effects. Name a business on, in Osborne Village. Uh, oh. oh, fuck. Toad in the hole. Name, name a podcast. Uh, money podcast. Uh, name a dice game. Five seconds. DD. A favorite toy as a child. Uh, cars. That's it. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so promising. How many did we get? Uh, did we lose out on? That was me. I, I took too long. <laughs> oh, I have to admit, rough start. You came back in the middle, like after 75 questions. I'm like, you're going to do it. And then I think it was. What, Winnipeg Jet? Oh, yeah. That was just a yeah, little... Yeah, Todd should have got the Winnipeg Jet, and I should have got the bomber. Uh, we have two minutes here, and uh, let me just start off by saying thank you for taking the time out, speaking with me on the podcast, letting me interview up and down, and uh, really getting to know uh, the people behind the music, because I've gone to your SoundCloud, I've listened to your stuff, and of course, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I listen to it every week. So I recommend everyone else do that because uh, it's a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Any exciting adventures coming up in your show? Anything planned Key in the upcoming Con. weeks? Keycon, yeah. Keycon. Yeah, Keycon's coming up. Yep, May Long, we're going to be there. We're going to be recording. We're going to be doing uh, the person on the street interviews of people we run across along with the uh, Geekspin podcast. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Working in tandem with uh, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. <laughs> Talk to you later. And bye. Bye.